Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig, and I have extra enthusiasm today because we have Real Housewife of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey, on today's episode. I am so, so excited. We talk about what Andy Cohen's really like. We talk about her decade-long experience holding the Georgia peach on Real Housewives. We talk about uh, the billion businesses that she runs and how she does it, and what it's like to raise such a beautiful and wonderful daughter on TV and off. This was such an awesome uh, conversation. I loved every second. As you obviously probably know, I'm a huge Housewives fan, so this was truly wonderful. Also, she just looks so distractingly stunning the whole time. So good luck if you're watching this and not just listening to it. But regardless, enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia, thank you so much for being here. I am so eager to talk to you and just chat about your world, your life, your empire, all of it. So, so inspiring to me. First of all, since you're coming from Watch What Happens Live, I have to know after being a decade in the Bravo family, how do you describe Andy Cohen at this point? Oh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is the shadiest of them all. (laughs) (laughs) But, but in a good way, like, yeah, and it gives you this like kind of unexpected kind of mm. innocent fun shade. But yes. it's like you go to bed the next night, you ain't gonna be like, wait a minute. Uh, what did- I think that was shade. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's a true shade assassin. But, yeah, and he all, builds it, trust with you, yes. it feels like. And then suddenly we'll ask something so deeply personal that it that comes out true. of nowhere. But I have to say, you know, being on this show, being a part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta for over a decade at this point, he's been very good to me. He has not super shaded me. Like, I feel like he kind of has a little soft spot for me, you know? Yeah. for sure. I, I mean, I, I've, I've worked with Andy before and I also just am a huge Housewives fan and it does feel like he has a deep, like paternal sweet spot for all of you <laughs> and like truly just wants to see you all succeed and be happy. And so as meddling as he might be, his intentions are always good. And, and that's what it's all about. It's all about intentions. He has yes. great intentions. Oh, that's very sweet to hear. Now, okay, since it's been a decade, can you take me back to getting on the show? How did that happen for you? Well, um, I lived most of my life in New York City. I started dating my ex-husband, Peter Thomas. He lived in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Our relationship started to get serious. So we were trying to figure out who's moving where. And, you know, I'm the kind of girl that kind of goes with her heart and her spirit. And something told me at that time, you know what? Let's just try something new. Let's move to Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. And at the time, I had no plans to ever be on a reality show. I just was following my heart, being yeah. the little happy, the happy Pisces that I am. So oh, I that- have so many Pisces questions for you later. My boyfriend is a Pisces. And so oh, I'm so, yeah. I got to oh, hear all about it. Yeah. We're, we're the best. So yeah. anyway, long story short, I packed up my daughter who was eight years old at the time and my nanny and we moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. So I could like, you know, just, you know, see where my relationship was going. And I ended up meeting someone who was casting for housewives. And Mm. at the time I had no plans of ever being uh, a housewife or on television as a reality star, but it kept coming up. They kept asking me, Hey, would you ever consider this? You know, finally, 
I decided, you know, thanks to my ex-husband to just take a meeting and just mm. see like how it all worked. Like I didn't know if we had to have cameras in a house 24 seven and it just right. like all the time. Like I didn't know what it was to be on a reality show. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll take the meeting. I'm so not right for this. These people are never going to want to hire me for anything, but let's just see, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist. Let's see what, let's, yeah. let's see. So a meeting turned into another meeting, which turned into a screen test, which turned into, at the time, you know, Phaedra Parks and I came on together. And oh, right. At, yes, yes. At, at the time, they told me that they were interested in her, that they may want a friend on the show or whatever. And we, you know, like, just let's just start filming and we'll just see what happens. And mm-hmm. they ended up deciding, I just always thought I would be a friend, to be honest, because they yeah. seemed to be pretty interested in Phaedra at the time. Sure. So... Long and short, by the end of it, they were like, you know what? Our stories were so different. We, Phaedra and I are obviously night and day. They decided yeah. to keep us both. And the rest is history. I mean, it's really incredible because I remember when I first started watching uh, the Atlanta franchise that your energy was not like a housewife. Like you were sweet no. and doe-eyed and like uh, just your uh, soul was good. You know, like you... <laughs> Well, I would like to think that it still is. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, I had to, you know, you know, I have a tougher skin than I did first season, but for, for sure, sure I, I think I still am at the end of the day, authentically, uh, authentically who I was first season, just a little tougher and a little yeah. shadier. Yeah, <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> yeah, you can stand up for yourself. The oh, yeah. I'm curious because obviously this last season is is a wild ride. There's so many, you know, uh, uncertain things that have happened this last year mm-hmm. and it must have been kind of bonkers to shoot. Mm-hmm. How has the trajectory gone? Like 10 years later, how is it shooting Housewives versus when you first started? Well, you know, there's nothing like first season. Uh, yeah. The show has obviously evolved. You know, we have more friends of the show than we did before, you know, some housewives come, they come, they go, they come mm-hmm. back, you know, they may come back as a friend, they may come back as a housewife. Like you just never know what the casting process is going to be. Mm. So, but I will say this will last year, 2020 been a pandemic year for sure. Hands down was the most challenging year to, to shoot yeah. the show for the, for the obvious reasons and kudos to Bravo for finding a way to adhere to all the COVID-19 rules and still be, allow us to be able to have a job to be able to keep, you know, because I know it's entertainment for you guys, but this is like a job for us. Like we shoot the show about four months, I'm sorry, six months out of the year and shooting it last year during the pandemic, we shot even longer. So, and I feel like it was, you know, for us, like we're all at home now. I've been at Lake Bailey longer than I've ever been home in my life last year. So I'm watching TV. I want to be entertained. You guys are watching TV. You guys want to be entertained. So I'm happy and grateful that I was able to be able to have my job last year and for us to be able to give you guys season 13. I mean, it's it's very, very cool. And it, I mean, it must be constantly strange to digest that you're living your whole life out loud uh, for other people to watch. Mm-hmm. And you are so... Mm-hmm sweet in in the sincere moments that you have with your family with your daughter with your mom your sister uh and now your husband and so i'm always curious for people that work in reality like is that important to you now to be able to share all of that or do you get nervous about putting too much out there for people to see 
Well, I've always been very transparent on the show. Yeah. One of the things about being a reality star, it's just easier to just show your real life. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't create a story if I had to. Like that's, that's exhausting. That, yeah, that's acting. It's just easier for them just come and see what it is, the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly. So uh, in terms of my, my daughter, um, she came on the show when she was eight years old. I've always obviously tried to protect her on the show because she didn't sign up for the show. I signed right. up for the show. Yeah. And now she's 21 years old. And you guys have really got to see uh, Noel grow up on the show, which looking back is, is amazing. I can't believe we started this journey so long ago, but I've yeah. always wanted to protect her um, all the way from um, her coming out on the show as mm -hmm. sexually fluid. That was um, something that we talked about. And I specifically encouraged her to do it on the show because in, you know, off the show, she, she, this is what her truth was. Yeah. And I wanted her to be in front of and in control of her own narrative. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, you know, as a reality star, you know, you guys always feel like you should know everything about everything that we're doing, even our right. kids. And by us not talking about that on the show, it almost comes up like we're hiding, like, you know, my child has some secret life because sure. we don't talk about it on the show. So with that said, uh, I think one of the best things that I've done since I've been on the show, I've done a lot of great stuff, but that's one of the You've best things that I've so done. so <laughs> much. I know. One of the things that I'm proud of is taking that moment of her truth and actually having that conversation on the show because there's so many parents with children who are sexually fluid and they didn't mm -hmm. know how to deal with it or I didn't know how to embrace it. And I felt like it was important for not only for Noelle's own truth, but for me to take that moment to show my support of, of whatever she wants to do. You know, love is love to me. And yeah. I just want my child to be happy. And I never want her to feel like she has to hide anything or be embarrassed to own her truth. So, yes, her yeah. talking about it on the show was, was, was a great moment. It's a yeah, it's a really beautiful moment. And it's not because it was handled, I think, so um naturally so casually it wasn't this like uh, over the top like dramatic yeah. thing you handled it just so gracefully i think <laughs> and it made it feel very normal it, normalizing those conversations normalizing that kind of uh living your truth and, and you know being proud in that especially for someone now because your daughter's mm -hmm. also online and doing influencer uh, yes, she things is. she's taking after her model mom i mean did you see any <laughs> other path for her at this point <laughs> i have just always, you know, Noel's dad and myself, we've just always encouraged Noel to just be an independent person and an independent thinker. Yeah. You know, her dad grew up, you know, her dad's an actor. I was a very successful model before I came on the housewives. You know, you can't assume that your kids want to follow in your footsteps. You have to let them live their lives and go right. the way that they want to go. Um, can't live it for them. So for us, we just wanted her to just be who she is and, yeah. and, and find, a career of doing something that she loves doing and more than anything, just to be happy, you know, yeah. you know, mental health is just such a, a, a thing that we don't talk about as much as we need to. Mm -hmm. um, as a parent, I think the biggest thing for me, all I want is my child to be happy and find a job that she likes doing <laughs> and to live her life because mama just got married and I'm just trying to live mine. So I want, <laughs> I want peace for myself and I want yeah. peace for her.
Of course, that's really great because I also think that you guys do a great job, uh, and maybe this is by accident, of just showing the friendship that you have. Because I think for a lot of like daughters and mothers, you know, going from the daughter mother dynamic to friend dynamic can be awkward and strange. And you guys have a really uh, a great bond in a friendship, which is really cool to see on the show. Yeah, Yeah, we're Um, very close. We are definitely very close, and that's intentional. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom kind of grew up in a different era where she wasn't close to her mom. Yeah, you know, same here. Same here. Yeah. You know, they didn't talk about sex. They didn't talk about, yep. you know, like they didn't talk about anything together, to be exactly, honest. Exactly. Like, yeah. Even hugging was awkward, like just yep. showing affection. <laughs> and I definitely wanted to to make sure as a, as a mom that I was able to give my child the things that I craved growing up that I wasn't able to get. So that's yeah, very we're, cool. We're very, very cool to have a, <laughs> a beautiful and like normal relationship in the most abnormal of circumstances of being on reality TV. Yeah. You know, it helped. It definitely helped. I, I will say, um, you know, as Noel gets older, Again, she, Noah's not a housewife. She's not a peach holder. She doesn't owe yeah. Bravo anything. She's just my oh, child. Oh, I've seen her Instagram. Um, she is an independent woman doing her <laughs> own thing. <laughs> Very much so. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored, and and Bravo is happy that they get to see as much as she gives them. To be honest, because yeah. she's just like my child, and I can't force her to be on the show. She doesn't want to be on the show. Like totally. she is a part of my life still, and uh, I, I'm proud to have her. Um, just still be a part of my life and you guys can still see what she's up to. Um, Mm -hmm. That's exciting for me to share. Well, I mean, speaking of the whole Instagram of it all, you also have an incredible Instagram. And now that you've been, like you said, you're spending a lot more time at Lake Bailey. um, How do you curate these beautiful photos of you around Lake Bailey? Who's your photographer? What are your tips? How are you doing this? (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) I have... um, a little glam squad. I have a regular makeup artist and a hair person that I use. My assistant Chandler has become a one man production company himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's in charge. Like I would not even be on here talking to you now if I had to set this up. Like he (laughs) has mastered lighting. Uh, Ring lights have become my best friend because no matter, I don't care how good you look, honey, you're Uh always getting some good light. Okay. (laughs) So just like conforming to the, our new world, um, mm-hmm. just home, um, just in terms of selfies and just taking photos. Anytime I have to glam up to to do work, Zooms and Skypes and stuff, I don't want to waste a good beat, honey. So we get <laughs> we done. We go right out to the lake or just in my yard, on my porch or whatever. And we just take a couple of shots because, you know, as a, as a reality star, as an influencer, you know, people, they're excited about our content. They want yeah. to, you know, constantly see yeah. like everything that we're doing. And I always want to try to put out, you know, inspirational things. Like I always want, like, I, I'm very much, I, I'm turning 54 in February. Incredible. I've always my age. I've always tried to go hard for the, the 50, the 50 yes. so I always <laughs> want to show, Hey, you know, 50 is not old. 50 is just really getting started. Yeah. And, I like to show that in my photos and just keep, you know, my, my team 50 inspired. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you curate a great Instagram. Who do you follow? Who's your go-to to look at when you open the app? Is there anyone that you're constantly just scrolling through? Um, yes. You know what? I like to get put out inspiration, but I also need inspiration. I yeah. really honestly do. So of course I follow the greats, you know, some of my, 
you know, fashion uh, role models are definitely like, I, especially for hair and just personal style. Like I always kind of go to the Sierras and Beyonce's, mm. of course. Um, I like Kim Kardashian style. Um, I also go to, you know, I always try to handle myself with class and integrity. So of course, Michelle Obama is my hero. Uh. And her I, inauguration look yesterday. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I screamed. Uh, yes. Stunning. Also, I have to ask, uh, have you gotten your photo with uh, Joe Biden yet? I know that <laughs> this was the biggest uh, twist and turn this whole season as of now. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to be invited to the inauguration. But... <laughs> yeah, it was a tight list. I'm sure if we weren't in yeah. a pandemic. You know, I'm sure we got an invite, but of as course. you saw on the show, my husband and I were pretty excited about the possibility <laughs> of, of meeting him. I'm not going to just rule out that that won't happen at some point, but it didn't right. happen yet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm checking the mail all the time, just, you know, in case they want to reach out, you know, send me right. a text or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you just, missed the invitation. It got misplaced. It fell in the lake. Who knows? Hey, it, could be anywhere. It, happens, <laughs> it happens all the time, but I'm not going anywhere. And he just got in the White House. So right. Oh, he has four years, four years to redeem himself <laughs> and, you know, give me my photo op moment. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get uh, back, I have a billion okay. questions about the billion businesses that you're running currently. Okay. So we'll be awesome. right back with more Not Too Deep. Hi, friends. Grace Helbig here from the podcast Not Too Deep, which you are currently listening to, hosted by me, Grace Helbig. Just wanted to say a couple of things. One, thank you so much for listening. And two, if you are enjoying yourself to such a degree that you'd love to leave us a um, review on the Apple Store, that would be so appreciated because again you are very appreciated for giving us your time your ears your attention whatever it may be uh and that was my couple of things now back to me me okay we're back cynthia how many businesses are you currently involved in right now uh my last big business venture is the Bailey Wine Cellar, which you guys mm -hmm. got a chance to see last season. We talked about it a lot last season. It came up. Yes. Uh, in some good ways and some shady ways as well. <laughs> but um, that is my, my latest. I have some things coming up this year. A lot of things got put on the back. A lot of things got put on the back burner last year because of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, I wasn't able to move forward with some things, but uh, right now, I'm still focusing the most on on the Bailey Wine Cellar. We did have to shut down for about three months at the beginning of the pandemic. Now we've kind of recreated things where we, we're still able to be in business. Like we have delivery services now. Oh, that's great. You, know, you can order your wine. The thing about being in a pandemic, although it did hurt my business in the beginning, people still wanted a drink. So yes, I know. That's what I was curious if the wine cellar had actually grown in business over this pandemic, because, yeah, the, the drinks you know what? will not stop. Once, <laughs> once we figured it out, how to once we figured out how to still thrive in, in the pandemic. Yeah, we, we did very, very well. And now, you know, we're entering the new year with a new president and people yep. want to celebrate. So yep. celebrate. Drink wine when you're sad and you drink wine when you're happy. <laughs> The win-win situation, baby. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, it's I, I think the cool thing about you too is that you are 
a bit unexpected in the business ventures that that you have been doing. But like your enthusiasm for them is just through the roof, no matter what. Have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Have you always wanted to be in, in, like making your own kind of creative life in that way? I grew up um, poor in yeah. Alabama. And I, one of my biggest role models was my grandmother, who mm. basically was the first example of an entrepreneur that I ever saw. She had mm. like, you know, she had like a regular job. I think she worked at a sewing factory at the time. And mm. then she had like five other hustles on the side. So wow. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> she was able to, you know, be financially together. Like she, she was doing her thing. And I yeah. remember having a conversation with her and she just told me like, listen, as long as you're willing to work for it, you can have anything you want. So I always kind of grew up with the mindset, uh, okay, I don't want to be poor. Mm, yep. <laughs> I definitely want to have money and I want to have, because with money, you have options, you have, mm -hmm. you know, money gives you power. You, you're able to, you know, have and sustain the type of lifestyle you want when mm -hmm. you work hard every day yep. to be able to support yourself. And mm -hmm. I never wanted to, to be, I never wanted to be dependent on a man. You know, yeah. my mom has been through two divorces and I saw some of the choices that she had to make just really based on the fact that she didn't have the means to really make a move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was always important to me to be able to be in position to take care of my own self. I always mm. loved the idea of having a man in the picture. Yeah. But Cynthia Bailey, first and foremost, always wanted to be independent financially yeah. and every other way. That's very cool. Now, are there any business ventures that either haven't taken off yet or do you have aspirations or dreams? Because I truly, the way you've built yourself, I have no idea what you could do next, but right. I'm so <laughs> intrigued by what the possibilities are. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, of course, I have some things cooking uh, yeah. for 2021. Uh, I have some projects that I actually want to do with my husband. Um, oh, cute. I, I think I think the key, you know, for me at my age is not to overwhelm myself because it's like, mm. you know, when you create these businesses, you actually have to, you know, they're like, a, it's like a baby. You got to take care yeah. of them. Yeah. And I actually am at a point in my life where I want to have a life as well. Like I don't just want to work all the time. Yeah. You're and newly married. You should yes, be enjoying that a I little bit when you fun. can. <laughs> yeah. I want to have some fun. I want to go on vacations. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tied to like a hundred businesses. So what I've done now is I've decided to only do two business, new business ventures this year. Okay. And I'm just going to make sure that all the other things that I have are tight. You know, mm. uh, you know, I have my CB by war, which is doing great, but we are still like building that, that business. Right. Uh, I've talked to my eyewear team. I had, I started up with Cynthia Bailey eyewear. We were in transition. We went through some things mm -hmm. and now we're trying to relaunch that. So the things that are organic to me, I have to do a skincare and a makeup line at some point. My fans yeah. have been asking for that forever, but I've never just had the right, the right offer. And mm. I'm holding out. I'm holding out for the right Good. offer because I feel like that's so in my wheelhouse. I'm yep. so excited to to share my tips and my secrets. And I'm very transparent about, you know, my little tweaks and whatever. Like, yeah, I've had mm -hmm. a little Botox. I do that maybe like twice a year and I've yep. had like fillers twice a year. Like I want to walk my people. You want to know how I look like this? Because people always say, oh, black don't crack. That's a lie. Black does crack. <laughs> and when it does crack, you got to fill in those lines. You got to fill in the foundation on me. Okay. And that's just what it is. 
And yeah. as you get older, you know, as you get older, it, you know, you have to do the things that you want to do that, that make you feel good. You know what I'm right. saying? To each his own, to each yeah. his own. Like, I, I feel like for me, I do a good job of doing, not doing the most when it comes to that. And, and that's another thing that I talk about when it comes to beauty. You know, I think the glow that you see, there's no glow powder in the world that's going to give you a glow more so than just being your inner beauty, just being happy. Yep. just being at peace. Mm-hmm. And it really starts there. But anyway, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into all of that another I mean, time. But yes, uh, yeah. beauty is, is, is my name. And I definitely want to live more in that beauty space going forward. Well, I think it's great that you're taking your time because, you know, that is the obvious route for you. You There's pressure then to make whatever you create uh, a quality that you're proud of and something oh, that for works sure. for everyone. I have a, I'm curious because you've, you, you are an entrepreneur and you're a very Mm -hmm. badass businesswoman. Like what are your quick tips for people that are thinking about that sort of thing, but might feel a little, you know, insecure about their ability Mm -hmm. to do it might not feel like, you know, I mean, at times I feel business overwhelms me because I'm not a shark on shark tank. I Mm -hmm. don't understand how all that works. Mm -hmm. So like, what would you say to someone that's curious about it, but isn't as confident in it yet? Right. I would say three things. Uh, if you have vision for what you want to do, focus on that vision to make it come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't like, you know, it has to be something that really resonates with you. Something that you are passionate about doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, if owning a trucking company can make me millions of dollars, but I have no interest in owning yeah. a trucking company, I won't put my energy in that. Mm-hmm. I'll put my energy into a modeling agency because that's something that I can really speak to and I have an expertise in. I would say, um, do not overwhelm yourself. Do not take on 20 businesses a year because yeah. you really have to take your time and make sure each business flourish. And what happens mm-hmm. when you overwhelm yourself you end up giving up because you just are doing too much yeah. at the same time. And then the other thing is be ready to do the work. You know, mm. it sounds cute to be like, oh, I'm going to open up a wine cellar. And then you open it up and you're dealing with liquor licenses. You're dealing with the staff and, you know, trying to find professionals to run the, the, um, the cellar. Like, right. I have, you have to be somewhat hands-on. Like, I'm not going to be there every day, but trust and believe. You know, when I'm in town, when I'm in Atlanta, which is a lot more than I used to be because of the pandemic, I actually mm-hmm. go and say, okay, today we're cleaning out the back room here. We're going, yeah. we're going through all these papers. We're going through all our papers. We're going to count the stock and see what the inventory is. Mm-hmm. We have to sit down and have a creative um, team idea to figure out what we can do for 2021. Like you have to have time to be a part of your business because Believe me when I tell you, no one's going to run your business like you are going to run your business. Yes, I think that's fantastic. And also those mm-hmm. also map onto just general life advice too. Uh, yes. With that said, I'm so curious, like, uh, because when you're building these businesses, it's collaborating with other business professionals. And, you know, you said uh, Chandler was his name. That's your... Yes, your... my assistant, my saving yes. grace, Chandler. <laughs> How, what's your protocol for finding the Chandlers of the world for yourself? Oh, everybody needs a Chandler in their life. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, you know, I've had assistants before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the pandemic started, I was like, you know what, I don't really need any help right now. Like, I think I can handle everything. But yeah. what was happening was I was having to focus so much on the little things that I needed to tie everything together. I wasn't able to be the uh, the visionary of like the things that I'm trying to do. So right. what, what 
Chandler does is he gives me peace of mind. Like I can't mm-hmm. think uh, of how to, you know, expand my wine cellar and then remember if I charge my uh, earpods or my right. Zoom the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can't remember, did I book glam? You know, do they know what time right. to come? Did someone check on the glam? Oh, the glam's really late. Is someone yeah. checking on that? Like it is impossible. Well, one of the other things too, is a team. Just make sure you have a team. So Chandler is like right now at this point, he is the, a very instrumental part of my team. I think I may actually have to get him an assistant at some point <laughs> yeah. because the world has figured out how to make money from home. Like we've yeah. figured out how to keep this thing going, which is amazing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I found someone who, you know, personality wise, he gets me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't wake up every day doing backhand sprints. I'm not yeah. always in a good mood. Yeah. So he has to be, if, you know, you have to have someone on your team that's not going to take it personal if you're not in the best mood and yes. they can just ride with you. And they're like, Hey, you know, if I'm a little crabby or whatever, they're still mm-hmm. like, okay, they let it roll off. And they're like, so what do you want for lunch? And, you know, whatever. They just, he just yes. kind of gets my flow. Yes. And I don't have to say, oh my God, I didn't mean to say it that way or whatever, whatever. He gets it. We keep it moving. He knows at the end of the day, you know, I have his best interest. He has my best interest. He sees what like uh, the empire that I'm building over here and what has to be done. And he's just, he just came in and I don't, I don't know how I've done it without Chandler all these years. So shout out to my assistant Chandler. Uh, and you guys have seen Chandler on the show. You'll probably see him on Housewives coming up a little bit more. He really, oh, um, good. he gets me together in more ways than one. And is that okay? Now, is that Pisces energy that gets along with Chandler? Yes. Chandler, what's your sign? Oh, he's a Sagittarius. He's a Sagittarius. Which okay. I actually get along very well with Sagittarius. Okay. Um, well, how I'm curious how you describe Pisces because okay. you're, your Instagram, you're into astrology. Yes. You're feeling that energy. So how do you describe okay. Pisces? Okay. I describe Pisces as, you know, we can be a little all over the place because basically a Pisces, the Pisces sign is two different fish going in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can be going one way, one day, one way, the other day. Like I can be like, okay, I'm going here. I'm going there. But also we're someone when we're comfortable and we're content, we're mm-hmm. happy just to swim in this one little portion of the lake <laughs> and yeah. we don't bother anybody. <laughs> but then out of nowhere, we'll be like, you know what? I'm out of here. I want to <laughs> swim in the whole lake. So we're a little unpredictable, but okay. we'd, like to, we'd like to be comfortable mm-hmm. and we'd like to be able to change direction, like change mm-hmm. our mind. Like we might be like, I feel like this. And then next to be like, you know what? I feel like that. Yeah. Like we a hundred percent. My boyfriend is that way. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm a Libra. So I'm a scale fair and balanced. I try to see both oh, sides of the Libra. coin. Yes. Yeah. We're, we get along with a lot of people. And uh, I've learned, you know, the the curiosities behind the Pisces that they are very contradictory. And so now yes. in knowing that I can accept and love that right. and all of it. Yeah, but- we, we literally <laughs> just kind of gravitate from our heart. Like we yeah. just like one day we feel like we're very emotional. We kind of take on the weight yes. of the world. Uh, <laughs> we are lovers of love. All we want to do is just be in love and be happy. Like if we uh, had, if I had everything I could ever have in my life, and I didn't have love in my life, I would be the saddest person in the world. Uh, yeah. I really honestly would. I could have love and live literally in a tent under the highway and be <laughs> happy as a plant as long as I had love. Oh, that's very sweet. Okay. <laughs> On that sweet note, we're taking our last break. And when we get back, I have some Instagram questions for you. So we'll be right back. More Not Too Deep. Not, 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 
Okay, um, Cynthia, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. The first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, wow. Uh, I know, it's a... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very popular answer. Yes, he deserves it. You know, Uh like, I've never seen more division in the world than I see now. And as a woman of color, like, I've always just wanted a fair shot and just, you know, justice for everyone and equality for everyone. So the fact that he was able to do so much damage to, to, to us in four years is he deserves the whole pot of spaghetti. Yeah. Maybe not cold, maybe hot. Yeah. Okay, the other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or uh, an, a bathroom emergency, but you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe the event. So, for example, mine uh, is college jogging front lawn. Ooh, college. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> yeah very. Uh, it hasn't left um, my memory. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll say, um, an event, uh, I'll say cat suit. Oh no. I'll say, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll say, uh, food and agree with (laughs) Yeah. That last one is. Put that together. You're out somewhere, and that's happening. And uh, you were trying to get out of a a cat suit. Oh, uh, so yeah. The cat lot, suit is so. a full. It's a gamble. It's a commitment. It's a whole situation. <laughs> it's a whole situation. Well, no follow up questions. Okay, let's get into a few Instagram questions for you. Okay. Someone, someone to know. Since you live both in Atlanta and LA, would yes. you ever be part of the Beverly Hills cast? I am open to any and everything. I just want to be wherever my husband is. And, Uh, you know, my reality is I do live both places. So in a perfect world, shout out to Bravo, this hasn't happened yet. I wish, you know, Atlanta for me will always be home, but I wish I could do both. Like in my real life, I'm in Atlanta. I play with the girls here. If I could play with the girls in LA as well, you know, from time to time, I'm open to it. I mean, I think the Beverly Hills cast could use you on it. Who knows? Yeah, There's I love been those some changes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I yeah. love those ladies. And uh, I have some great relationships with, with quite a few of them. So. Uh, someone wants to know, what's your favorite part of filming? Now, you said that you film about six months out of the year. Yes. And so, yeah, do you have, and now you've been doing it, you're a veteran at it. Like, what's mm-hmm. your, what do you look forward to the most when filming? Um, honestly, I look forward to showing my new business ventures. Like mm-hmm. I think it's important, you know, as much as we use this platform for fun and drama, I always want people to know that, you know, at the end of the day, not just me, my castmates, we're business women. At yeah. the end of the day. And I'm always excited to share what new projects that I have going on. Oh, that's very cool. On the flip side of that, in terms of the drama, someone wants to know, how do you prepare for a reunion? Ooh. I mean, because the craziest thing to me in watching Housewives over the last few years is the evolution 
of the reunion shenanigans that happen. And so I'm curious how you continue to try to up your preparation for it every year. Yes. I honestly, there's no one thing you can really do to prepare for a reunion, but I will say I try to go in at peace. I definitely Mm. pray the night before just for the strength to sit through 14 hours of a reunion because they usually are really, really long days. Yeah. I think Um, that's the part too, that people might not understand that you are there from sunrise to after sunset sitting. Absolutely. And we usually have three reunions and sometimes we even have four uh, for Atlanta. So it's, it's a long day. So I just pray for just um, peace, just to go out there and just own my truth. And, um, actually try to have fun. You know, actually I'm one of the few ladies on the show that looks forward to the reunion because I'm kind of a closure mm. girl. Yeah. And for me, the reunion represents closure. It's our opportunity to actually be face to face with each other and just, and have seen the entire season because a lot of times you guys will see us in scenes with, um, you know, the different cast members, but like, I don't know like what people are saying in their confessionals. Right. Until I watch the show. So like when I see the whole season back, then at the reunion, then I'm able to address the different things that, you know, may have made me happy or may have, you know, disappointed me. Yeah, I think that's also what people don't realize is that mm-hmm. you're watching in real time with everyone else. And you only yeah. know what you've been a part of in the shooting process. So. Exactly. Like, I'm hanging out with like, you know, you know, my castmates, and we're having fun. And I'm like, hey, yeah, this is my this mm-hmm. is my girl. And then I'll see a flash to an episode of the reunion. I mean, I'll see a flat, I see them flash to you know, a confessional on one of the um the shows and yeah. this person like wearing me out. I'm like, wait, <laughs> uh friend, I, we were just doing the kill shots. Yeah. When did you turn on me? Where, where's this coming from? Uh uh, but yeah, the reunions seem like it, I, you have always felt like someone that wants to have an honest conversation to get to a resolution of some sort, not to just I do. I do I am just too old and too tired to just be (laughs) mad, just be mad forever. I'm like, girl, can we have the conversation? Mm -hmm. Let's meet, let's have a cocktail, have the conversation and just try to find some kind of resolution or at least just agree to disagree. Like, I don't want like anyone walking around like hating me, like, or, you know, feeling like I've just done some big wrong to them. Like, what's the deal with that? So I'm all about, Again, I'm always on a quest for peace at the end of the day. I know that sounds a little crazy being a reality star, but I actually want peace. Love and light. Love and light is a real thing. On that note, someone wants to know, how is the chill life? Oh, we're like super chill and and happy. You know, one of the things about being married now, we just celebrated our three-month anniversary. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Thank you. There's a difference between being a girlfriend or a fiance, like Mm. the wife thing for me, like I actually feel way more invested in Mike than I did as his fiance, because even as a fiance, you know, things go kind of to the left. You can, you can break up. You just call call it off. Yeah. There's less paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Way less paperwork. It's easy to like call off a way, you know, if, if you're not like, if, you know, things go left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as a wife, you know, I'm just more invested in just him as a person. Like, okay, now that I found this man that I want to be with, like, I want him to be healthy. I want to make sure he takes his vitamins and he's keeping <laughs> his immune system up. 
Like I actually want to cook for him and make sure he eats three times a day. As a fiance, I was like, oh, okay, did you eat? Okay, cool. You know, like you want to be more yeah. like of a wife, you know, you feel like it's your wifely duty. Like even, you know, with sex, you're like, I'm oh, my wife. <laughs> it's my wifely duty. Like I guess I got to have sex right now, even if I don't feel like it, but it's part of my wifely duty because I'm a wife now. Right. Before you're like, ah, babe, not tonight. I'm tired or whatever. But now it's like, oh, I have to, uh, <laughs> my wife we do I have to step up and be a wife yeah that's very go. sweet um okay last question uh someone wants to know what's the weirdest thing to happen uh to you while being on Real Housewives of Atlanta Ooh, the weirdest thing the weirdest thing I'm sure um, there's so much gosh so much it's been so long um, well someone also wants to know how has it changed since the since 10 years ago when you started oh the show has definitely evolved uh, a lot since i started over a decade ago you know when i first came to the show like friends could kind of come and go but now mm-hmm. we have official friends you guys see more on a regular basis mm-hmm. we have housewives or peach holders that can become friends and then become peach holders again or you know be friends and become like it's like it's like you just never know what's gonna happen yeah um and it's interesting because it feels almost like like a game in a sense that like the rules change and you guys adapt to them the same way you've adapted to pandemic over time right and you know what you know before like with the friends on the show they Mm -hmm. never got you know, we never really followed their story as much right. uh, in the past. And I feel like you guys get to know the friends a lot more than you did in the past before um, Bravo's only focused on the, the housewives. And mm-hmm. then the friends were kind of just in the background as your friend. Right. But now I feel like you guys get to see, you know, Marlo's, um, you know, nephews that she's raising. Right. And you get like a little taste of what she's doing uh, on the show as well. So yeah, it, it definitely has changed a lot for me as a consistent peach holder for all this time. Uh, I've just always stuck to like, just let me just give my reality, you know, let yeah. me just stand in my truth and be transparent. You know, I think the most successful thing is a reality star. I think the best thing you can do is just keep it real and just yeah. let it do what it do and not try to hide anything that you're going through because mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that you think that you don't want to share or you're embarrassed to share will be the one thing that you guys will gravitate to and have compassion for us for. So, you know, sometimes your biggest burdens can be your biggest blessings. And I Mm. believe in just sharing my life. And, you know, you know, if I'm going broke, then if I'm going broke in real life, then I (laughs) will be talking about going broke on the show. If I get the lottery in real life, I'll talk about getting the lottery on the show. Maybe I'll keep that a secret because I always said I'm secretive actually no i think that's fantastic uh before we wrap up cynthia we love to give our guests a little token of our appreciation and we make personalized fortune cookies um from us to you and we do them virtually now and i think it got emailed to you perhaps it got emailed to chandler okay all right so my fortune cookie says pisces be wary of your tendency to have too high expectations of others not everyone can be as ambitious and competent as you. Ain't that the truth? Also, you must be, wait a minute. Also, most people kind of suck. There you go. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, not, not my words, but I can't <laughs> say that I disagree. Now, Cynthia, where can people find you? Where can they find uh, the Bailey Wine Cellar if they're in the area? I want to get some to-go wine. Or where can they find anything else that you're up to? Yes. Uh, for all things Cynthia Bailey, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cynthia Bailey, the little blue chick is the one that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bailey Wine Cellar, if you guys are in Atlanta, come on by. We're open from Wednesdays, Wednesday through Saturday, but also follow the Bailey Wine Cellar as well to just double check because, you know, we live in some tricky times right now and mm-hmm. sometimes we have to shut down, open back up. Um, but yeah, Cynthia Bailey on all things, um, Cynthia Bailey on social media. Awesome. Thank you so much for making time. I know you have a busy yes. day. Enjoy the rest of your day and guys check out everything that she's up to and we'll see you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep. Not too deep with Grace Helbig. Not too deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>